welcome to the Door of Life Church podcast. Our mission is to share the love of Jesus with the world and believers, to teach them how to walk in victory, and to help them find and fulfill God's plan for their life. If you have any comments about today's podcast, please contact us through our website at dooroflife.org. Door of Life Church, where faith meets real life. We're going to go ahead and delve into the Word of God this morning, and we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture in James. We're going to take a look at a couple passages this morning, but James chapter 15, James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, he says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Now, this is James... um, Speaking, you know, obviously to the church, clearly, from you can tell from the context of the, uh, the passage here. But he gives quite an amazing um, admonition here. Um, and he says, and the way he, he brings it out is interesting because it's so open-ended. He simply says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. If he's committed sins, they will be forgiven. So we see a few interesting things here in this passage. We see that there's like this invitation. It's, there's this open invitation for anyone in the church for healing. You know, And so we also see not only that, but we see that there is this work of grace. You know, We were looking at a dual work of grace this morning a grace that forgives and a grace that strengthens. Here we can see a, a work of grace where there's healing and there's forgiveness, you know, in terms of a person being healed. It doesn't say that he's necessarily committed sins. There's an if there, you know, if there's, if there's sin um, in conjunction, that'll be forgiven too. But we see an amazing work of grace in this passage. And I know when we talk about healing and different things like that, different um, uh, context and whatnot, you know, invariably, a lot of times, you know, the, the question will come up, you know, why doesn't everybody get healed? You know, I prayed, I tried, I did, you know, da-da-da-da-da, you know, um, and yeah, and me too, and I don't claim to have all the answers as to why everybody doesn't receive healing. However, regardless, you know, as a minister, I've prayed with people, they've passed, and um, I don't always know the answer to that, but Sometimes when we, in the subject of healing, obsess over that, why didn't somebody get healed, and that becomes the center, we can lose the plain invitation. In other words, regardless of why somebody does or doesn't get healed, doesn't change this invitation. It doesn't change the invitation to do something about sickness. Because when we obsess and we forget the invitation, that's when we can kind of create interesting things about sickness. We can glorify it. We can coddle it. We can receive it. We can, but that's not what the Bible says. Is anyone sick among you? Do something about it. Call for the elders. Resist this thing. Prayer of faith. Coming against it. So we got to be careful about the conclusions that we come to that they don't conflict with Scripture. And anybody who's been sick, we, I know, I've dealt with stuff. I've over, you know, 
had things, you know, whatever story you're thinking of, I've probably had some version in some ways of different things or people that I know and loved. So I just want to kind of try to, anyway, disarm some of this thinking and disarm some of this apprehension and just take a look at the Word of God for what it says. Amen. This isn't me. This is James. <laughs> is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. You know, we talked about it this morning in communion. We're saved by grace through faith. In other words, and that faith of, for salvation isn't a feeling. That faith is an absolute scriptural provision that I'm putting my trust in. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. My faith is in something that Jesus did. So there is faith for salvation based on something Jesus did. Now, in conjunction with healing, there's also a prayer of faith as it relates to healing. There's something you can point to, again, not a feeling, but a provision you can put your trust in intentionally, on purpose, and do this. And so as we look at this, the prayer of faith, I'm just going to take a look at one more scripture along these lines. This is what we look at in terms of that provision. We talked about it again this morning in communion. This is prophetically 700 years before Jesus came on the scene, saying, surely he, Jesus, has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, distresses, carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities, and the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him, and with the stripes that wounded him we are healed and made whole. So we see this amazing provision in Christ that just deals with the whole man, all the different parts of us and our makeup and who we are. We see that supernatural provision that's in Christ. And so when I'm praying a prayer of faith, you know, if I'm going to pray the prayer of faith for salvation, I'm going to say, Lord, I call upon your name. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and that you raised him from the dead and I call upon your name with the heart man believes unto righteousness with the mouth confession is made unto salvation that's the, my faith there's something specific I'm believing when I'm saved by grace through faith I'm believing in what Jesus did for me when I pray the prayer of faith there's something specific that I'm believing Lord I believe you know you are, you are not only wounded for my transgressions but by your stripes I was healed I believe by faith that there is healing provision through the broken body of Jesus Christ. It's a prayer of faith. It's not working myself up emotionally. It's something very specific that Christ did for me that I'm putting my trust in. It's a prayer of faith. Faith again in that provision that God made through Christ. And we see even when Jesus in his ministry, sometimes, you know, when people would have a hard time with him forgiving sins, you know, he told the paralytic, he said, your sins are forgiven. He said, man, this guy blasphemes. He can't forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. So which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to take up your mat, mat rise up, be healed? <laughs> which is easier? 
In other words, there was a connection right there. That grace that heals, the grace that forgives is the grace that heals. It's the same work of grace. We see that dual work of grace right here. And of course, we see it right here in what James says. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And if he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven too. We see this work of grace. Now, praise God that we allow ourselves to go there for the forgiveness of sins. Sometimes we don't allow ourselves to go there for the healing of the body because we have questions. We don't understand why everybody doesn't get healed. Now, again, what I'm talking about this morning, ministering along the lines of this morning, is I'm just, I'm just challenging us. If, if that's kind of your knowledge, your understanding of physical healing is why people don't get healed, I'm just saying take a fresh look, take some fresh eyes at what the Word of God says about it. Because it's not just a matter of what about those people that didn't get healed, it's a matter about what about those people that did get healed? What about those people that did get raised up? What about those people who've been suffering with pain and they don't have pain anymore? That still happens today. And it's important for us to see that. It's important for us to forget not all his benefits. He doesn't just forgive all my sins, heals all my diseases. There's a benefit and a heart cry for healing that the Lord has. And so this morning, I just really want to take a look at um, just that idea of receiving physical healing, okay? Because <coughs> that provision for healing is the same, you know? The same provision that saves us, the work of Jesus on the cross, is the same provision ultimately that heals us too. You know, Paul writing to the Corinthians, he says, you know, he said, you are bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. In other words, God doesn't just, he's not just the God of our spirit, he's the God of our body. He owns he has full parental ownership of us, spirit, soul, and body as children of God. So it's important to realize that there is a receiving of physical healing in the same way we receive salvation. And people's salvation testimonies can be different, right? You could come to a crusade and get saved. Somebody could be saved just by themselves in their basement, praying, crying out to God. Receive, for, receive the forgiveness of sins. I mean, the number of testimonies of salvations are wonderfully diverse. However, they're all saved the same way. They all came through the cross, regardless of what your testimony is, how dramatic or undramatic it is. It doesn't matter the drama side of it. The important side of it is the blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice of the Lord. That's why we're saved, by grace through faith. Healing's kind of the same way, too. You know, everybody's got different healing testimonies, different healing stories, but we all come through the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. We all come through that same provision, you know. And so, and you find out that God is that way. I mean, isn't it amazing? I mean, just think about it. If you were God, if I was God, and I was in this situation, not being obviously holy like God is holy, but my natural thinking, I would just say, you're all saved, you're all free, you're all righteous. You know, Alakazam, you are as righteous as I am. My creation's restored back to me. But he couldn't do that. He's holy and he's just, and he had to deal with man's sin on a legal basis. That's why he had to send Jesus. That's why when Jesus said, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me, it couldn't pass from him. It had to be done on a legal basis. It's the way he is. And so it wasn't like he could just deal with man's sin that he had to deal with man's sin on a legal basis, but he could just heal their bodies apart from any legal redemptive purpose or provision for healing. No, it's not who he is. It's not his character. All the grace that he extended to man, he extended through Jesus Christ. He made provision. He didn't just invoke sovereign, you know, 
immunity in a sense that would cause him to do things that wouldn't be pure light. That's why Jesus came. It's astounding to think that. All-powerful, and he holds himself accountable to his own holiness and does things in a legal and just way to make sure that sin is paid for. Wow, that's who we're dealing with. So when we think of provision, we think of a God who is that integral to himself. I mean, who's going to hold him accountable? He, he will hold himself accountable. This is God. And so you just think of the lengths that he went through. So when you think of that, you know, just his heart and the provision that he made, bring that over into the area of healing. There was provision that he made for healing. There's a way that he did it. Now, the reason that I'm calling this receiving physical healing is because I, I just want to address the different ways that people get healed. A lot of times people think physical healing and they can kind of have a one-dimensional way. This is how God heals. And when you look at the Bible, there's a lot of different ways that people got healed. And so as we're, you know, pursuing healing, as we're dealing with different things, you know, coming, taking a fresh look at the eyes of that provision of healing, anyone's sick, answering the invitation and what that looks like. It's important to understand how that invitation can be answered in different ways. First of all, spiritual gifts. There are just supernatural spiritual gifts. And a lot of times this is what we think of when we, you know, we watch, you know, maybe watching The Chosen and seeing Jesus working, doing miracles and things like that. We just see supernatural manifestations of the Spirit of God. And they've been put, they've been given to us as a church after Jesus left. The church has been given these gifts. To one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kind of tongues, to the other interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. All right? There's a manifestation of the Spirit that can be pretty spectacular to witness, that can be instant. I mean, we can look at the works and the ministry of Jesus and a lot of the early apostles and things that have happened in the here and now. There's manifestations of the Spirit of God that will manifest as He wills, all right? In other words, He will, um, he will initiate these healings. In other words, that's something that he wills. The, the spirit wills. He distributes it as he wills. And so this is important to understand when you were talking about healing by way of spiritual gifts. These are manifestations of the spirit that come from the spirit and are initiated by him. So as we look at in the ministry of Jesus, it says he came to Bethsaida. They brought to him a blind man, begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand, led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. He looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up, and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. What is this? This is a working of a miracle. He's working a miracle. Why is he doing what he's doing? He is saying what he hears the Father say, and he's doing what he sees the Father do. That is ultimately that working of miracles. In other words, he is following the leading and the guiding of his Father. The Father in me, he does the works, Jesus said. The words that I speak. And so 
we see that there's a super, and we see this throughout the ministry of Jesus where he would work miracles. He would do things. He would follow the leading of the Father, and supernatural manifestations would happen. Um, after Jesus was raised from the dead, the apostles were um, out one day, and they saw a certain lame man from his mother's womb, carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on them with Peter, John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. All right, this guy's just sitting here. He's just wanting money. And he, he does one thing. He gives, them, he gives um, John and Peter his attention, and then they declare healing over him. He gets instant strength. That's a gift of healing. And that is something that was initiated, instigated, prompted by the Spirit of God to Peter to do what he did. He wasn't just doing that with everybody all the time. It was a situation where he did it. And of course, as a result, there's a platform to preach and minister and people come to the Lord, different things like that. There's, there is a tremendous thing that God did you know, around surrounding that. But these are examples of a, a spiritual gifts. Things will happen as the Spirit wills. And sometimes if you just have a one-dimensional perspective of healing, you'll think, that's healing. That's the, way, that's the good old-fashioned way healing happened back in the day of Jesus. You know, it was a supernatural instant, and that's the way it, does, it worked, and that's healing just the way I see it on TV. That's the way I got to see it in real life. That's healing. Well, that's one way of healing. There's healing through supernatural spiritual gifts. Absolutely. But as we read our Bibles, we find out that this is not the only way that God heals. It, it's one way. And praise God for it. You know, the Bible tells us as believers to earnestly desire spiritual gifts. So it's right. It's good. It's not wrong to, to desire. Lord, we, would, we desire gifts of healings, word of knowledge, um, uh, you know, for a word of wisdom, working of miracles. We desire those things. We create an atmosphere where we love God, we worship God. But it's not just the Sunday morning thing either. It's something where you're desiring those things, and those things are many times going to be spontaneous. Out and about where you're at, in walking down the road and seeing a man lame who isn't necessarily going to come to church, he's going to be out there. You know, there are supernatural gifts that as we begin to desire, God will begin to do things with, you know, in, a, in an amazing way, as he wills, not as I will. There's going to be something that the Spirit of God witnesses to my spirit to say this, to do this. In other words, that's when the way Jesus operated with the Father, we operate with the Father the same way. And Jesus said, greater works than these will you do because I go to my Father who's in heaven. So we can see the design of our Lord was that supernatural manifestation, gifts of the Spirit can and do, will work through us at different times as he wills, right? This isn't a party game. I don't pull it out of my pocket and shoot it when I want to. <laughs> We can get weird as human beings. We can have motivations for doing things that we can self-justify, but God, by his spirit, will supernaturally work and will supernaturally work through us in ways that, can, that, that will minister that, that healing. We see it certainly through Jesus, the gifts of the apostles, but here's another powerful way that we receive physical healing. 
There's a laying out of hands. Um, Mark, uh, this is Jesus' parting words. He said, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Okay? So this is part of the ministry of believers. And um, we can see that this is a promise of the Lord, that we can lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You notice it doesn't say that they will be instantly healed. They will recover. There is recovery also with the laying on of hands. In other words, just because you lay hands on somebody, it doesn't mean that, bang, they're instantly healed. They can be, but it doesn't have to be. There begins a process of recovery as you begin to lay hands on the sick. That becomes a point of contact where you are saying, I'm putting my faith, Lord Jesus, in those stripes, the prayer of faith that comes through. Um, we see Jesus, when the sun was setting, those who had any, uh, those uh, who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. All right, here again, we see Jesus laying his hands through the laying out of hands, and this is the Apostle Paul. In that region, there was an estate of leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those who were on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. And so here we see clearly there's this ministry of the laying out of hands. Um, and this is the scripture we started with. Anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. If he's committed sins, they will be forgiven. So um, a lot of times we'll, we'll do it, it you know, um, spontaneously on a door, a door of life sometimes is we'll have a time where people can come forward and receive healing. You know, the, the deal here, you know, the initiation in the scripture isn't from um, the ministry side, it's really from the sick side to say, you know, is anyone in sick? Call for the elders of the church. And this is an important thing to understand too, is that if there is something you're dealing with, if there is something you want prayer for, um, it is important to realize that there's a part that the person who has sickness, who has infirmity, they have a part to play. It's actually a step of faith where you're calling for the elders of the church. There is a step in that direction. Of course, the elders of the church, they're going to pray over him, anointing him with oil, and then in the name of the Lord, you know, praying that, that prayer of faith. That's the elders' part. And then the Lord has his part. He gives the increase. The Lord will raise him up, all right? The sick person doesn't raise themselves up. The elders don't raise him up. The Lord raises him up. Yet, the sick person has a part to play. They're reaching out. The elders have a part to play. They're joining in faith and praying that prayer of faith. And then the Lord plays the ultimate part, and he raises him up. But this is all through that process <clears throat> on the laying on of hands. And so, um, you know, as I'm kind of reflecting on some of these different ways that we get healed, um, you know, we could, we could have a good testimony service, I know even right here at Door of Life, of some of the amazing supernatural ways that people have received healing. I think of, when I think of spiritual gifts, I think of Lee Ducharme. He's actually given his testimony here at Door of Life about that. But um, he's a young guy, 21 years old, and he was tooling around with, I think, some kind of motorcycle thing and broke his back 
just some really bad nerve damage. And it was like 25% spinal um, crushage injury. I forgot what they called it exactly, but he was in braces. He had like two rods and like he said, like this girdle thing that just kept him straight. He said, as long as you're straight, you're going to be fine. But if you twist funny, you could be a paraplegic in a moment, you know, just so he was just like in a very bad way. And so he had to go around. That was his life in this brace. And um, there was some people that, um, you know, that he was with in his, um, his Bible study group or something like that, um, that actually paid for him and some friends to go to a Catherine Kuma meeting where she ministered supernaturally. She ministered heavily in the gifts of the Spirit. You know, it's kind of what she did and had diff- certain gifts of healings and things like that. And he said, you know, he's there and um, she's just going out and she starts calling out some things. You know, God, there's a certain heart condition over here. God is dealing with you and he's healing that. There's cancer that you found out. The Spirit of God is healing. He's restoring. And what is it? That's what we would call a word of knowledge. It's a spiritual gift. It's not it's not, again, parlor games. It's not weird. It's a, it's a word of knowledge that God will give you supernatural insight to then piggyback another ministry gift and the gift of healing or gifts of healing, different things like that. And he said she was just kind of doing that, and then she had pointed up, and there's a young man in the balcony. Um, your, God is healing your back right now. And he said as soon as she said that, he felt physically a vibration from the top of his head just go down him. And he, and he said it was just amazing. And all of a sudden, he said the pain was gone just instantly. He took his suit coat off, his shirt, took those bars out and everything like that, and he was perfectly healthy, perfectly whole. Now, this is Lee Ducharme. I don't know if you guys know Lee. Um, Lee loves the Lord. And, uh, you know, it's probably been, it's been over 50 years later. And Lee's healed. Restored. Now, when he went back to his family, they were like, oh, my goodness, put that back on, you know? <laughs> you're having a moment here, Lee, but you're not really healed. <laughs> and, um, but Lee knew he was healed. He absolutely knew he was healed. He experienced the power of God go into him. And you couldn't tell Lee otherwise as far as gifts of healing. Now, that was something where he got in an environment, got in an atmosphere, Desiring spiritual gifts, somebody who worked and flowed in gifts of the Spirit, and there was a supernatural manifestation of the gift of healing, you know, and that was just an amazing thing. And um, I remember we, we kind of had a, this is a little bit like a prayer of faith line, but I remember um, Julie, one of, our, one of your pregnancies had a tailbone, like a broken tailbone issue. And it was like one of those deals where we were in a service and a person had called, they were having a healing line to lay hands on the sick. And I think they had just called people up for tailbones or maybe something like that. Yeah, but then when you went up, you was like, you were healed even before you got up there, instantly. Yeah, instantly healed up, healed before. But she kind of made the motion to go in that, I was going to her face, you know. Um, but then there's just an instant healing. And you know, you know what it's like, when you have pain, it's like, you know your pain. You know you're almost like a relationship with that pain, and it's gone. It's a spiritual experience. It's a freedom. It's a knowing, and nobody can take that away from you. you know. And again, what are we talking about? Is any sick among you? There's provision for healing. There's provision for healing. Don't just live in an obsessed deal, why this person to get healed, and then close yourself off. Open yourself up and realize there is provision for healing that belongs to the church. And it can be different for different people in different ways. There can be, again, recovery. 
There can be process to this as well, too. Um, but I, and I remember, for me, you know, as a young kid, as a teenager, and the first time I'd experienced anything like this, it was uh, R.W. Schombach was in Minneapolis, and we all went out there to see him, and he was kind of the big evangelist guy. And um, I remember seeing people would fall down, and it's like, yeah, right, whatever. And, um, and I kind of going... But I, he, he called out, you know, just the situation, and I, and I, just, and I went up and I responded to that. And I, and I decided, this is cool. I want to get prayed for. I'm not going to fall down, but I do want to get prayed for, you know. And um, I remember just going in there and just kind of being in that line. And just as he was coming, you know, it wasn't just, it was like the, the presence of God was on him. There was an anointing on him. When somebody's yielding to that, there's actually a, a tangible spiritual anointing that's on a person to minister in that way and that minister in that capacity. And so he was ministering um, just that healing and that freedom. And I just remember he got really close to me. He was like here. And the next thing I knew was I was down and I was looking up. And I was just, it, for me, I, was, I felt like I was on a cloud. I mean, I just felt like I was on a glory cloud in complete peace, just relaxed, just resting and just praying, and um, there were some people saying, sir, we, we gotta, you got to get up now. I guess I'd been down there for a while. I didn't know. <laughs> and uh, I said, what? Okay. <laughs> and, but I just remember getting up, and uh, my friend Joe was there, and I just looked at Joe, and I said, Joe, we got to pray. And it was, just, it was like what we were talking about this morning, how there's waves of glory, there's waves of grace, and there's a strengthening with might by the Spirit in the inner man. You know, in the wintertime up here in Wisconsin, Door County, Wisconsin, you leave a light on, your car battery dies. What, what do you need? You need to get a jump. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit can jump you sometimes. The Holy Spirit can strengthen you in a powerful way. And it was like a spirit. My theology didn't change. I just got strengthened in a supernatural way when he came by. I was like, wow, praise God. Now I had to respond. You know, I could have stayed in my seat and said, forget that. But there was something in me that knew, you know, I don't understand all this, but I, I want to get prayed. I mean, it's an open invitation, and I'm going to answer it. And I got blessed, and I got strengthened. And it's, it's just something that marks my spirit of what God can do and how he can restore and strengthen. You know, you know I, I say that to say this too. You know, as we have prayer lines here at Door of Life, you know, to just keep an open heart just about how God could use that, how God could strengthen, how God could bless you know, and uh, it, there's no pressure on you. It's an invitation to come and to receive something that God has for you. And so there is a powerful way. There's the, the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise them up. You know, we're just doing our parts of faith. The sick person does their part of faith. The elder does their part of faith. But it is God who gives the increase. It's God who honors his word in this. And so, yeah, there's a supernatural, there's a powerful provision for healing in that. And then finally... There's just a faith in God's word. This is where, like I said, people can be saved different ways. You can go to a, a crusade and get saved, or you could just get saved in your bedroom. Same with healing. You could have Catherine Kuhlman point out and, and be saved in a dramatic fashion way, or you could just be in your own bedroom and declare a stand on the faith in God's word and experience symptoms completely clear up. So we're talking about receiving healing. There's just different ways. Don't get one-dimensional like, that happened that way for them. It's got to happen that way for me. It doesn't. You know, this is where we're, we answer the invitation and we just allow God to minister that healing in the different ways. But he'll lead you sometimes. Faith in God's word. This is such a powerful um, 
example, this is, you know, when things impress God, when things get God's intention, those, that's the stuff that I want to go, wow, okay, what is it about that? Um, now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him saying, Lord, my servant is, at, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. For most of us, that would have been great. Game over, checkmate. This thing's getting done. This guy, not so much. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers unto me. I say to this one, go, he goes, and to, the, to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. In other words, this impresses Jesus. You know, we want the, we want the drama. We want the, he says, I don't need the drama. I just need the word. We're just talking about different ways people can get healed. Not, I don't mean to undermine, you know, I don't mean to undermine how we get healed. I'll take a dram, dramatic healing any day, all right? This isn't like comparing them. But I'm just saying there's different ways here, okay? And he's saying, look, I don't need it. I, it's not necessary. All you got to do is say the word and that'll, that'll work. And that impressed Jesus. That, and he called that great faith. He said, if you just give the word. Now, there's a few things going on here. First of all, he said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. How many times do we not get healed because we don't feel worthy? You know, we're sick and we feel like, you know, we miss it. We feel guilty about something. It's like, I'm not worthy to be healed. Or there's something about that. Even as a Christian, you might know better. I, shouldn't, I should know better than that. I'm forgiven by grace through faith, and, and so therefore I can, I can receive healing. But there can be feelings of unworthiness sometimes that can inhibit you. This guy got past those feelings of unworthiness. He said, if you give the word, my servant will be healed. His own sense of unworthiness did not stand in the way of his servant getting healed. There was something powerful about the word. If Jesus said, you, and what did, you know, Jesus, um, he said, assuredly I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. He gave the word. His servant got healed. But there was something about the fact that this story brings out that you can get healed on the word. The word of promise, that word of provision. And, you know, again, the the word we were looking at before is just that by his stripes we were healed. By his wounds we were made whole. That there can be a trust. Lord, I take that sacrifice of your broken body for my healing. I pray a prayer of faith. In other words, I'm praying my own prayer of faith. I'm believing. I'm standing. And again, this isn't to pit one better, one better than the other or one's different than the other. It's just different ways we receive healing. And so there's going to be times when you're just going to feel led to stand and to, and to declare. I know the, the school I came out of, um, Rama, Kenneth Hagen, that was pretty much how he got healed. He actually called for an elder of the church to come and pray over him, anointing him with oil. That's what he wanted. He saw that in the Bible. And the guy, you know, he had this heart condition and all that. And he said when that guy came over, he said he just patted him on the head and said, be patient, my boy. In a few days, it's all going to be over. That was his response. In other words, yeah, that scripture's in there, but well, I'm glad that Kenneth Hagin didn't follow that man's advice. He found in the word of God 
Mark 11, 23, 24, have faith in God. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, won't doubt in his heart, but believe that those things that he says will come to pass. He'll have whatsoever he says. He'll, he found healing um, in the scripture, and he began to stand on it, and he began to, st- you know, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. There is an effort that goes into healing in the sense that I am hearing the word of God and will allow myself to hear. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. It's not just an intellectual understanding. Faith comes by hearing. Faith to be healed comes from hearing the word of God. This is one of the most remarkable situations that I see in scripture that we can see, kind of see an example of this. Um, it says, this is uh, Acts 14, 7. They were preaching the gospel there, it's Lystra. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. And he said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and he walked. Now, what happened here? There in Lystra, they're preaching the gospel. The man heard Paul speaking and Paul observing him intently. It didn't say that he saw that it was God's will to heal him. It's not what he saw. He saw that the man had faith to be healed. There's a big difference between those two. The man was listening to Paul speak, and as he was listening to Paul speak, Paul perceived the man had faith to be healed. There was a faith that came by hearing, and hearing by the word of God for that man to be healed. And then Paul just declared what the Lord told him to say in a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped and walked. Now think about this guy. This guy has never walked. It's not like he used to walk, had a bad accident, and he wishes he could walk again. He doesn't even know what it's like to walk. He's never even experienced it. And he says, stand up on your feet, and he leaped and walked. Wow, that's amazing. But Paul perceived he had faith to be healed. So there's a certain process of faith. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. That's his word. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. In other words, there's a basis of faith that you can go before God. And this is your personal faith before God, where you're standing in faith and saying, Lord, I believe that by those stripes I was healed. I'm putting my trust in your provision of healing, and I'm just believing for complete wholeness, complete wellness. And and this is where I'm continuing in the word. I'm continuing to feed my faith and healing. And you begin to experience some things. And... um, and again, this is where you know, both Lee and Kenneth Hagin's story are very similar in this sense. They both, you know, for Kenneth Hagin, you know, he was a morning and uh, the Lord told him, you know, it's 10 a.m., sick people shouldn't be in, or well people shouldn't be in bed. The Lord, and, he, and he just, you know, on purpose received his healing, experienced supernatural healing, restoration, got out of bed, restored, you know, and incurable heart disease. I mean, it's, it's hard to, you know, you can't explain this with your natural mind other than, other than the supernatural power of God healed his physical body, gave life to his mortal body. Now, the thing where you look at like a guy, Kenneth Hagin or Lee, they both experienced a similar deal. They said in their testimonies, probably several weeks later, they both felt a reoccurring of those symptoms. Same thing. But they resisted. 
There's a fight of faith sometimes that's involved in this. See, it's like you, when you already know, to, it's like sometimes if you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're born again and you know his forgiveness and power, then somebody comes along and says, well, you're really not a Christian. You're really not saved. It makes you try to feel condemned about something. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, you're too late. I already know his forgiveness. I already know his mercy. You know, you're too late to tell me that. That's kind of the same way with, with these healings too. There's like a tipping point. I already know the power of God is real. I am healed. I am whole in the name of Jesus. And so there's a resisting, there's a rising up that both Kenneth Hagin did, Lee did in their, that fight of faith. In other words, there is that contending. There is that standing in that fight of faith. So as we're just talking about receiving physical healing, just realize it comes different ways, different it's not like one's right or one's wrong. It's just different ways that God has made, different ways that God has made this provision for physical healing. Uh, but the, the, the thing I really want to just get out there this morning is the fact that there is this open invitation for healing. Is any among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church. And just to let you know, that's what we're here for too, that we're here to pray for you. Yeah, we'll have a healing uh, line sometimes on a Sunday morning, but it's bigger than a Sunday morning healing line. We're here for you. We're here to pray for you, to agree with you for wholeness, and just so you know that. And so you know that we believe that. And that invitation is a door of life invitation too. It's not just James chapter 5 invitation, but we as a church hold out that invitation and that we stand with you in faith. We agree with you for healing. I know... Um, We've got our prayer. Jody has that kind of prayer connection through Facebook that you can kind of let requests be made known to and join and agree different ways like that. Of course, we have our Wednesday night that we come together, we agree and lift up personal needs, different things like that too. But just so you know that that is precious, that that belongs to you. Do you have questions? Do I have questions? Sure. You know, we do know in part. We don't know fully. But whether we know in part, no matter what we know or don't know, it doesn't change the invitation. The invitation is there. The invitation belongs to you. There was a provision. There is a prayer of faith that can be prayed because the body was broken for you. That's important to know. Again, no condemnation. There's no shame. There's no if you had enough faith. There's no, all that junk, all the stuff that you hear, not in the spirit, not in the air of door of life whatsoever. But there is in the air of door of life a free and open invitation to come to receive healing to join with you and to believe God in whatever way, method, mean that we can agree with you for that healing. Amen. Well, Heavenly Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Lord, for just the amazing provision that you have made, Father, and just the different ways that you've made. Your, your hand reaches out. You were moved with compassion 2,000 years ago. You haven't changed. You're still moved with compassion. You still care about us, Lord. We thank you that, the he that healing is what you call the children's bread, Lord. It's not our dessert, it's our bread. It's a staple, it's a provision, Lord. When we hurt physically, that there's a compassion you have for our physical pain, and there's a provision that you have, Lord. Help us. I pray, Lord, to respond to that invitation. Go ahead and make this a declaration of faith, if your heart can agree with these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your open invitation. To receive healing. Help me to answer that call. To receive your provision. Lead me, Holy Spirit, in the way to receive that. I thank you, Lord, that you are the same. 
You've never changed. You're still moved with compassion. And you're compassionate toward me, toward my physical illnesses. And I receive, Lord, the grace for healing. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. So just opening hearts and minds in the direction of healing this morning. As you just open your heart and mind in that direction, I mean, the Holy Spirit will take you by the hand and begin to show you and lead you and guide you. There are wonderful teachers, ministries, healing, different things like that along those lines that God can begin to lead and guide you down to. You know, we'll continue to do more teaching about healing, ministry and healing, things like that. But I just want our hearts to be in that open receiving position. Wow, God, you put that in your word. Is any sick among you? You heal all my diseases. What about this? What about that? Yeah, what about this? What about that provision? What about that, Lord? What does that mean with my situation, with my condition? Begin to open your heart to the healing power of God. Because I'll tell you what, again, we could have amazing, just in this Door of Life family, amazing healing testimonies. And maybe we will. Maybe we will incorporate that sometime. But um, just know that. Praise God. It's there.